We are learning the fourth sicha in on Parshas Vayelach in Chelak Yotes of Lukotes Sichas. And in this sicha, we will learn the Rebbe's insights into a Rashi that relates to the mikvah, to the mitzvah of Hakel. Uh, in Parshas Vayelach, we see that Meshach Rabbeinu has neared the end of his life and he's coming to speak to the Jewish people, to give them chizuk, to give them encouragement. Of how and to teach them how they should proceed for the future when he will no longer be with them. He says that Hashem will be with them if they keep the mitzvot, and he tells them not to be afraid. After that, we find that Moshe calls Yehoshua, and in the presence of all the Yidden, he tells Yehoshua that he should strengthen himself because he will be the one to come into the land with the Yidden. He will bring them into the land, and he will see that they inherit the land and Hashem will be with him, and Hashem will not abandon him, he should not be afraid. And then we learn that Moshe wrote, Vayichtov Moshe es HaTorah HaZos, Moshe completed writing the whole Sefer Torah, and he gave it to the Kohanim, who would be carrying the Urim Bris Hashem, and he gave it to the Skenim. This is introductory to what we are going to learn when we learn this Rashi. Following this, we learn, Vayitzav Moshe Osam, literally Moshe commands them and tells them the mitzvah of Hakel, that at the end of seven years, uh, in the year after Shemitah, in the, in the, in the Yom of Sukkot, when all the Yidden come to the Beis Hamikdash to be seen by Hashem and to see a locust in the Beis Hamikdash, Tikras HaTorah Hazos, that the Melech has to read the Torah in the presence of all the Yidden. And here we have the famous Posuk, HaKel HaSa'am, it will be a time of gathering for the whole nation, for the men, the women, the children, and the Gerim, the, the foreigners, or the converts within our gates, so they should, that they should hear, that they should study, and they, they should fear Hashem, and they should continue to keep the Torah, and also their children who did not know much about this should also learn about fearing Hashem. So in the beginning of the Sicha, the Reb introduces us to his insights into the Rashi in one of the details of the mitzvah of Hakel. So when we learn about the mitzvah of Hakel in the Mishnah, it appears there, of course, and it appears in the Gemara, it brings various details over there. But when Rashi here teaches the mitzvah of Hakel, teaches this, these inyanim, he does not go into the details that are brought over there. He only brings a select few details about the mitzvah. And of course, these are imperative for Hakel to be observed according to the Pshat, according to the literal interpretation of the Pasuk here. So we will stop at the words that Rashi stops at, and that is in Pasuk Yir Aleph, where Moshe tells the Yidden that at the end of the years of Shemitah, and the following Yisokis, Bevo Kol Yisrael, when all the Jewish people will come, Hashem, to be seen by Hashem, to see Hashem in the place that Hashem chooses, Tikra es HaTorah Hazos, you should read this Torah. And Rashi stops on the words, Tikra es HaTorah Hazos, the Yidden are being spoken to, but who should do the reading? So Rashi writes the following words, HaMelech HaYakore, who would read the Torah at the celebration of Hakel? The king. What would he read? Mitchilas Elah Advarim, from the beginning, of Eila Hadvarim from the beginning of Chumash Dvarim, Kedeisa b'Mesechta Sota, as it appears in Mesechta Sota, and then Rashi adds the following detail: 
How was this done? How would we hear the king read? So Rashi doesn't ask that question, but Rashi indicates the king would read it. Al-Bimoshel ate on a stage or a platform made of wood, Shehoyu Osin, that they would make in the Azara, in the courtyard of the Beisamikdosh. So Rashi is brief and brings only the fact. We'll review it to make sure we have it. It was the king who would read the Torah. He would read from Elah Dvarim early on in Dvarim, in Chumash Dvarim, in Mishnah Torah, when Moshe Rabbeinu starts to give the Jews Tolchacha, he gives them Musar, he also gives them advice as to how to live. So we know that the king is the one who reads, because it says Tikra, you will read. And we know from where he begins, and we know that this is brought in the Gemara Sota, and we also know that the king would read on a path and a platform made of wood in the courtyard that would be constructed for this purpose. But in the Mishnah, if we would look it up, we have various other details, how the king was given the Torah, exactly what was read after Elahad Varim, uh, what were the blessings the king would give the people and other things. And Rashi, of course, doesn't bring that here because Rashi, when he comes to explain a pasuk in the Torah, is coming to tell us literally what it means based on what's written. And Rashi does not, as a matter of principle, when he discusses a mitzvah, he discusses what the pasuk says. He doesn't necessarily bring all the details of mitzvot or of a particular mitzvah, even if he discusses it somewhere else. So if that's the case, we have to ask, the Rebbe asks rather, why does Rashi bring these particular details of how the mitzvah of Hakil is observed and not others? How do we know for sure from the apostle that this is exactly what it means? And of course, number one, and number two, uh, the, uh, maybe these details are not so ne- necessary for the understanding of the pshat of the apostle. So let's look at it again. Rashi begins with the following words, The king would start, the king would read from the beginning of the beginning of Chumash Dvarim, where it says, These are the words that Moshe spoke to the Yidn, if we look it up in the post. So we understand, because this was said to Yehoshua and to the Canaan, and then it says, Tikra es ha-Torah hazos. So we see in the previous pasuk that Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to the Kohanim and to the Zikainim. So we know that this is a plural. It's many people. But here it says, Tikra es ha-Torah hazos. You read it. So number one, Tikra is in the singular. Who was told? what to do at Hakel regarding the reading of the Torah. It's a singular entity, and it's a singular entity that has the capacity, Hakel es ha'om, to collectively gather all the people that everyone should be there. So who is the only one who could do this? Who has this ability to gather everyone? Obviously it must be the Melech, so that's how we know that Tikra refers to the Melech. Es ha'Torah hazos means from the beginning of Elah Advarim, where it says Hashem Elokeinu told us the following when he took us out, when we went through our journey in the Midbar, etc. So this we know because otherwise we would not know from the Pasuk who should be the one to read and what it is that should be read. But then Rashi says, this is brought in Mesech Sota, and he continues 
that this reading would be done on a stage of wood that would be made in the courtyard. These laws of the stage and what it was made from and where it stood, how does this fit in the pshat of the posuk? There doesn't seem to be any indication as we read the posuk when it says you should read the Torah. So now we know who you is. And when it says Torah, we know what that is because it says Hashem Elokeinu told us the following things. But where does this come from that Rashi does add detail, this detail? So perhaps we could say that Rashi wants to explain to us how the mitzvah of Hakel actually took place. First of all, this mitzvah only happened in the times of the Beis HaMikdash. And Eben Chamesh Lemikra, a young child who's learning Chomesh, doesn't really know how this mitzvah would take place. And even in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, this was not something that happened all that often. It only happened once in seven years. So therefore, Rashi tells us, yes, there are many details that one must know. And this is brought in Mesechta Sota. And here we don't necessarily have to learn all the other details. One can go and look it up there. But this is not such a smooth explanation because the mitzvah of Hakel is a much simpler mitzvah than many other mitzvahs that were done in the Beis HaMikdash, like the bringing of Karbanos, and we don't have such a discussion there. Number two, Rashi should have said, said it in the following way. He should have said, who would read? It was the king. Where would he read from? He would read from Eilah Advarim. And then he should have said and uh, that it's from the Sota. But why does he have to bring that it was a platform of wood and made for the Azara? And thirdly, when Rashi says this is brought in the Sefta Sota, he could have said it in the beginning, what I'm telling you now is from the Sefta Sota and say who, is, who reads, etc. Or he could have concluded his explanation that all this that he's telling us is from the Gemara of Sota. He does give us the reference where it's from, but why is the reference in the middle of the discussion that he brings? Either he should introduce it by saying it's in Mesech the Sota, or he should conclude all three things that he says. The king would read, and he would read from, he would begin from Eilah Advarim, and he would make the Bimosh Eitz, but he doesn't do it like that. So we have to understand why. Next, another thing we have to understand, when it says the king would read from the Torah, uh, what does that mean? How do we know, what makes Rashi say that in terms of pshat? So if we look at the posuk that precedes that, and we see that in that posuk, uh, Moshe wrote the whole Torah, and Rashi says he completed the writing of complete Sefer Torah, and he gave it to the Kohanim, and he gave it to the Zikanim, Vayitzav Moshe Osam. And Moshe told them, that at the end of seven years, they, have, they should let the Yidden know that at the end of seven years, when Shemitah is over and the festival of Sukkot, all the Jewish people will come to the Beis HaMikdash, Tikra, you should read from, you should read this Torah. But who is the one who has to read it? It's written as singular as we mentioned. So we must say that Moshe, when he said the word Tikra was not just talking to the Zikanim. He was referring to somebody very, very specific. And who could it be who is that very specific? So if we look earlier, we also see 
that Tupsukim before that, it says that Moshe called to Yehoshua, so that person must be Yehoshua who would have to read it. And maybe he's saying it to Yehoshua. And we know that Yehoshua was like a Melech, as we learn when it discusses also in this section, that Yehoshua would now take over the leadership of the Jewish people when they would have to enter the land after Moshe Rabbeinu is no longer here. And there Rashi says, yes, there is one Dabra, there is one king for the people. Also, when we say, where does he read from? So we understand the source. And Rashi says that earlier, as we mentioned, it says Moshe wrote down this Torah. What is this Torah? He wrote this Torah, he completed it. So that's the whole Torah. So does it mean that they have to read the whole Torah? Therefore, Rashi says that here it means as Torah Hazos, it means only Mishnah Torah. So we could understand why Rashi has to explain that it's a melech, because it's Tikra, he's talking to one person, in this case it's Yehoshua. And we also have to understand what is it that is being commanded to be read, because it follows directly from the fact that they wrote the whole Torah, so we know it's not the Torah. But it's not so simple, because how does Rashi actually know that the reading would be mitchilas elahadvarim from the beginning of elahadvarim? Where do we see this in the pasuk? All we know is there is a Torah and it's completed and it's given to, to the zakenim and to the to the kohanim to the levim and to the zakenim. And Moshe chooses a singular entity, and in the pasuk it looks like it's Yahushua who is now the king. And we have to understand how does Rashi know this that the reading is from the beginning of Eilah HaTvarim. Let's go a little bit further. It says, Es HaTorah HaZos, so Rashi should have said, we know it's the king, because it says Tikra, that the king would read Mishnah Torah. That's Eilah HaTvarim. Or Sefer Zeh, or this book. But why does he have to say he starts from here? He doesn't even say, he says he starts from Eilah Advarim. Why doesn't he say, read Eilah Advarim? Why doesn't he say, uh, read this Torah that was just completed, the whole thing? So why does he say, So can we say, because this is how it's brought in the Mishnah? That doesn't, that's not an answer for Rashi, who is always completely true and bound by his principle of explaining the Pasuk only according to the Pshat. And here we have no indication of that. So in order to understand this, let's look carefully again at the words of Rashi. When it says in the Pesach, Tikras HaTorah Hazos, we've mentioned this several times already, HaMelech Hoya Kore, the king would read. Hoya, he would read, not Kore, he read, or Kore, he reads. Being that Rashi is not coming to teach us all the different laws of Hakel, only the laws that are being learned out from the Psukim. So Tikra Rashi said, who is Tikra? Who will read? The Melech. Why does he say the words HaMelech Hoyakore? He would read. This comes to show that there's something here that's added and that's coming to teach a detail in how the Mitzvah of Hakel was done. And without it, you would not understand the pshat. So how do we explain this? So let's see. We started our lesson on the sikha by just reading the psukim that precede 
in this parsha, the topic that we're discussing. So Moshe approaches the Yidden at the begin, very beginning of the parsha, and he says, Moshe comes and he says to the Yidden that today I am 120 years old, and he tells them what life will be like and what leadership will be like after he leaves them, after they cross the Yardin, and then Moshe calls Yehoshua, we're reviewing what we said in the beginning, and he says to him, Chazak ve'emat, tells them twice to strengthen himself, because you will come with these people into the land, and you will help them, and you will in, help them inherit the land. And then it says, continue in continuation. And Moshe wrote this Torah, and he gave it to the Kohanim. And then it says, Ba'itzav Moshe osam, and Moshe commanded them that Mikhez Sheva Shonim, at the end of seven years, etc., after the year of Shemitah, when all the Yidden come to Eretz Yisrael, and they come to the base Hamikdash and Chakasukos Hakel Eshaom. So it's obvious that this command is a continuation of the previous psukim. It's all one discussion, and it's commanding. So ha'am hazeh. The command is to this nation that the Kohanim b'nei Levi, who are the ones who were given this Torah, tikres ha'Torah hazos b'lashon yochid. So we said again. The Lashon Yochid, the singular entity, refers, a singular expression rather, refers to a singular individual who was Yehoshua. That after seven years, after we come into the land, after Moshe leaves this world, there will be a Hakel. And to arouse in the Yidden, to fear Hashem, to observe all the mitzvot, so obviously Yehoshua would be the one to read the Torah for them. What Torah? We don't know, maybe the whole Torah, because Moshe had just given it to the Kohanim, B'nai Levi, to write. So Rashi is coming to say, this is not the case. This is not what the Mitzvah HaKel here is all about. And Rashi says, The king would be the one to read these words from the beginning of Elah Advarim. What does Rashi come to clarify and to make crystal clear over here? That this is a Mitzvah in general only when we have a melech. This is not a mitzvah just for Yehoshua now. It's talking about a king. Whenever there'll be a king in all the future generations, it's not just something that's going to happen once at the end of the seven years after we settle the land. And number two, that this command was given specifically to Yehoshua, not as one who was chosen to enter the land with the people, but in this case, if he is reading it then, he is a melech. And the melech reads from it, the words from the beginning of Elad Varim, and the melech does not read the whole Torah. How do we know that it doesn't refer to the reading of the whole Torah? So this is answered very clearly with the pshat of the posuk. If we look at the posuk, it says, what is the job of the melech when we all come to the land? The melech will read from the Torah. And the Melech has to gather together all the Jewish people, the men, the women, and the children, so that they should hear, and they should learn, and they should understand, and they should come to fear Hashem, and they should do the mitzvot. So, obviously, it's not indic indicated here in any way that we have to read the whole Torah. The reading over here is not to teach the whole Torah. The reading over here, according to the Pasuk, is, by now we all know these words very well, Laman Yishmu, that we should hear, and that we should learn, and we should learn to fear Hashem. And by learning to fear Hashem, it will lead us 
to do everything that the Torah says. Therefore, Rashi says, it starts with Eila Hadvarim, not the whole Mishnah Torah. Because in the words Eila Hadvarim, if we look it up early on in Dvarim, we see in Rashi immediately that the, the word Dvarim means a harsher kind of talk, not things that were said, but things that are said in a way of tochacha, in a way of teaching moral lessons, in a way of showing guidance, of showing what's wrong, and showing how to correct it. And the whole purpose of Eila Hadvarim is to be mezaras the Yidin, to make the Yidin excited to do the mitzvos, to make them run to do the mitzvos. And Moshe wants to let them know about this before he dies. So Moshe's, Moshe, in other words, uh, is saying, and it's for the Melech, that at the end of every seven years and all the future generations, all the words of Tochacha that he's saying to the Yidin have to be repeated to by the Melech to the Yidin in the times of the Beis Hamikdash. Now, not everything in the in Chomish Dvarim is necessarily directly related to teaching Yidin to become inspired, to become aroused, to have Yeras Shamayim. That's why Rashi says specifically he starts from Eila Advarim, the way it's discussed in the Gemara Sota. He starts with Eila Advarim. But Rashi doesn't tell us everything he read in Dvarim. Everything he read in Dvarim is actually written there in the Gemara. It lists exactly which portions of Eila Advarim, which portions of the Mishnah Torah, which portions of Chumash Dvarim the king would skip over. And all Rashi has to tell us is that this is where it comes from. Now comes another point that the Rebbe asks. It seems to be if the purpose is that the Yidin Yishmu, that they should hear and they should know what it's all about. When the Yidin came into Eretz Yisrael, there were already more than 600,000 men. There were from the age of 20 and over. We know that there were many others who were born who were younger than 20. We know that there were many, many women and we know that there would be more than the amount of people who entered with Yehoshua as years went by, and this mitzvah applies in all future generations when there is a Moloch, when we have a king and we have the Beis HaMikdash. How is it possible that all the Yidden should together should be able to hear the king speaking? How can the king speak and everybody will hear? So in case we want to say, why don't we find this in the Chumash, that Moshe spoke, how did all the Yidden hear? So first of all, it doesn't say that when Moshe spoke to all the Yidin, it included every single Yid, also women and children. It doesn't say that anywhere. And it also doesn't say that everybody was expected to be present every time Moshe spoke. Not everyone always had to come. So we wouldn't know from there. But here when it says, that the gathering here would consist of men, women, and children, and the mitzvah is tikra es ha-Torah hazos. And here's another word we didn't emphasize, but it says that when you read this Torah, it has to be neged kol Yisrael for all the yidn be'oz nehem, in their ears. Every single yid would have to hear. So practically speaking, how is it possible that a melech should speak and every single yid would be able to hear? Therefore, Rashi adds, that this was done on top of a bima, a platform or a stage. A stage or a platform is very high. 
So it's so high up that all the Yidden will be able to see the king and all the Yidden will be able, therefore, to focus on the king and to listen and hear what he says. So that's why Rashi says, after he says that whatever he mentioned until now, who reads the Torah and where does he start from? He says this is in Masech Sota, and if you want to know more details of how it was read and how it was given to the king and there was a whole ceremony with a lot of procedural rules, but after that, Rashi has to say that it was on a bimashal eighth, on a platform of wood. And how do we know that? It all because Rashi also says, interestingly, not just that it was a platform and it's high, but Shahayu Osin Ba'azara. Because if we're going to learn that there was a platform in Pshat on which the king would stand or sit, uh, rather. Uh, it's going, we're going to wonder where was there a place in the base Hamigdash to make such a bima? Where did it stand? What purpose did it serve? Because the child was learning Chomish Devarim already learned all about the Mishkan and Chomish Mos and knows how it looked and knows how it had different parts and different tools and different vessels that were used and each thing is accounted for what was done with it uh, how you got from one place to the other, and all the details of the service in the Beis Hamikdash. But being that the pasuk says Tikra es haTorah hazos kol Yisrael liros es pnei Hashem alokecha, every word here teaches a profound lesson. Again, we have it over here that when all the Yidden come, leiros es pnei Hashem alokecha. Where, what are they coming to see, or where are they coming to be seen as pnei Hashem alokecha? They're coming to the place where Pnei Hashem, indicating the very innerness of Hashem is seen, a tremendous miracle. How could one build a stage in the Beis Hamikdash? Here in the Beis Hamikdash, there's a place for the stage. That's where the avodos were done, and it was all about coming face to face with Hashem. So therefore, Rashi adds the word, that this was in the Azara. The Azara is not the actual structure of the Beis Hamikdash itself. The Azara is the courtyard, and we find various times in the Torah, we find it in the story of Korah, we find it in other places, that Hashem's glory, that Hashem's glory would appear at the door of Ohomoit, at the door of the Mishkan, but outside of it. Also we know that in the Beis Hamikdash, we know this from the Mishkan, the child learned all about the Mishkan. So in the Mishkan, there were all kinds of things, all kinds of artifacts and articles and tools and kalim, and they were used every single day. The service went on all the time, and similar in the Beis Hamikdash, similar to this in the Beis Hamikdash. So where would they put a bima, a platform, in the Beis Hamikdash, if it was going to be used only once in seven years, that's one question we have. Something that's used once in seven years doesn't seem to have a place in the actual Beis Hamikdash itself. And number two, most likely that Rebbe said it would disturb the actual regular Ravoda, which was going on daily every single day. Therefore, Rashi adds the words, not only that there was a bima, that there was a stage so we could have at least an idea of how the king would be able to reach all the people because they could focus on him and they could listen to him. Rashi says, this was made of wood, shall eight, 
Shahoyu Osin that they would make. When it says the bimo was made of wood and they would make it, what do we see? It's something that they would make. It was not a permanent structure that would stay in the Beis Hamikdash, but it was something temporary. It was made of wood when it was needed, and that year it was made, and that was it. And then seven years later, they would make it again. So now we understand how Rashi is so true to his principles of Shuto Shel Mikra, and everything he brings in the Rashi is not to tell us all the laws of Hakel, this we can look up ourselves, or the laws of the king at Hakel in the Sechta Sota. But we do have to know who is the one who reads, and we know that it's the Melech, starting out here with Yoshua, who read it in his time apparently, and we know where we read from, we don't have to know everything else that we find out in the detail, but we know it's matters of Tochacha and words of inspiration that could arouse the Jewish heart to get closer to Hashem, and that there was a wooden platform because otherwise we had no idea where anybody would stand or hear or be able to fulfill this mitzvah. And we also know that it was temporary and we have no problem understanding how something could suddenly appear in the Beis Hamikdash that we don't learn any about anywhere and we learn about how the Beis Hamikdash was built. And towards the end of the Sicha, we have two fascinating things. One is what the Rebbe calls inyonim mufloim, wondrous things regarding halacha that we could take out from this, these few words of Rashi. The fact that the king reads portions of Mishnah Torah, which we said he reads from Chumash Dvarim, there are two ways of understanding this idea of the king reading Mishnah Torah at the time of Hakel. Is this a law in the laws of kings, that kings have certain obligations to the Ebeshter and to the Yidin, and one of the obligations of the king is that when the Jewish people get together at Hakel, he has to gather them. And they gather, he has to read from the Torah that everybody should hear him. Or is this rather related to the laws of the mitzvah of Hakel, that there is a mitzvah called Hakel? I think that there is such a mitzvah. It's important that certain things should be read when this mitzvah is observed. And who will, who will read it? It will be the king. So now we can relate the same thing regarding the bima, this platform or stage of wood that was made. Is this something that we do to honor the king, that he needs a special place upon which to stand? So is this part of the laws of the king? Or is this part of the laws of the mitzvah of Hakel? What are we learning here, the laws of Hakel or the laws of the king? So. To answer this simply, literally, it depends what it is that the king is reading at Hakel, where it's learned from. So when Rashi explains the Mishnah, and in the Mishnah we learned that the king had to read from the Torah, and it says like this, Rashi says, the Osa Kriya al Yad Melechi, Kidatanya Bisifri Paparshas HaMelech, so we could, there we learn that the reading of the Torah at Hakel is a mitzvah of the king, as Mishnah Torah Hazos, ain't Korin Biyom Hakel, Ella Mishnah Torah, that means it's learned from a postdoc relating to the Melech. The Melech has many obligations. One of them is to read at Hakel. This is one of the laws and obligations of the Melech. 
But if we're learning it from our pasuk with Narpsukim, we don't discuss the laws of kings, but we say Tikra es HaTorah Hazos, we have a special mitzvah that applies when all the Yidden come to the Beis HaMikdash and Sukkis, and the Torah has to be read, and who reads it? The king reads it. So this is one of the laws of Hakel, not one of the laws of kings. And according to this, we could also say that when Rashi is explaining the Chumash here, the literal pshat of the posuk, he is learning about obligations and details of the laws that apply to the mitzvah of hakel that we learn out in the posuk, as we said before, tikras hatorah hazos. So we learned that the king would be the one to read, and we learned that there would be a bima, and this would be that the yidn should be able to hear, so that the mitzvah of hakel could be fulfilled. Unlike in the parish of Rashi, and the Talmud when he explains the Mishnah, and the Mishnah calls this Parshas HaMelech, this is a part of law that deals specifically with the laws of the king. And in the entire Mishnah, we emphasize several times all about the glory of the king, and we learn how the king would sit, and we learn who would take the Torah, and who, who it would be given to, and how it would be passed on with a certain protocol until it would be given to the king, all, all to honor the king, and the king would read the Torah while he was sitting, and the Bima should be... For the was made for him. Osin lo bimoshalates. It the bimoshalates was made for the king. That's what we learned over there. But in our Rashi, Rashi just says it was on the platform of wood because it was part of the mitzvah of hakel. It's not so much about that it was made for the king. And therefore, here we see that the mitzvah. These details are related to the mitzvah of hakel, whereas in the Mishnah we learn this in the context of the laws of kings. And to get to the end of the Sikha, we learn about Yena Shal Torah. Yena Shal Torah means the wine of Torah, and Yena Shal Torah in Rashi means the wine of Torah that appears in Rashi, as the Rebbe explained to us many times, the inner lesson of the Rashi, the lesson in how we serve Hashem better because of this Rashi, the real good essence, the real good wine, the real good taste of Torah from this Rashi. So, in conclusion, we're going to learn this. The Rebbe says, we've said many times that Torah is eternal. And even though the mitzvah of Hakel, physically in the Beis HaMikdash, cannot be observed today, but spiritually, all the mitzvahs can be observed, and this mitzvah is something we observe today in our spiritual avodah, in the personal, private, dwelling place for Hashem and holy place for Hashem, that every single yid carves out in his and her heart. What is the inner theme of Hakel? The part of Hakel that relates to how we serve Hashem all the time. So this would refer to Hakel, to gathering and collecting all our special powers and talents and abilities, all our thoughts, all our words that we speak, all the deeds we do, that collectively in them, we should collect them all in the Beis HaMikdash, in the inner Beis HaMikdash that's in our heart. To that, just like we would come to the Beis HaMikdash to hear the Melech read, here we are talking about taking everything that's within ourselves and dedicating it and bringing it into the innermost recesses of our heart. How is this done? So we go right back to our few psukim here, or the few phrases in the psukim. Hamelech hoyokore. Who would be the one to read when every single yid was gathered, men, women, and children? 
So the Rebbe says, this call to bring all the Jewish people together and inspire them, or in terms of the human being, all our collective abilities and the garments of our souls, the way we express everything we have through thought, speech, and action, this is through the king. It's all about the king here. The Melech is the one who reads it. So what is the king within us? So the, the, the heart is the Beis Hamikdash. What is the king? So the Rebbe says the king is the Bittel, the way a Yid becomes nullified before Hashem and Kabbalah, all Malchus Shamayim. The king for the Yid in his daily avoda, which we have always, even when we don't have a dynasty, and even when we don't have a Beis Hamikdash, practically speaking, in real life, the way it was always when the Beis Hamikdash stood in terms of the Tanakh, Kabolas O Malchus Shemayim, by accepting upon ourselves the yoke of the heavenly king. And every Jew is capable of doing this. Just like the king is able, when we want to really understand why do we have a king, what's the purpose of having a king by Yidin? The king is able to help us to serve Hashem better, to, to bring out our Yeras Shemayim. And therefore it says, HaMelech is a very special aspect in terms of what we're learning here in the Mitzvah of HaKel. We're not learning so much about the king that he would read, but to fulfill the Mitzvah of HaKel, the king has to read from the Torah. Why? Laman Yishmu, as we said, so we should hear and listen, and we should learn the Yaru Es Hashem. How can we come to fear Hashem? Only when we have Kabbalah soul. Then we know that everything we do will be right because this is what Hashem wants and this is what we do, whether it's easy, whether it's hard, whether we appreciate it, whether we don't. But if we are fearing Hashem or doing His mitzvahs because it gives us pleasure, because it makes us feel good, if this is the underlying element in our observance of mitzvahs, sometimes it can lead to a feeling that what matters here is the I. I feel good. This is good for me. It makes me feel great. It makes me feel accomplished or whatever kinds of feelings or thoughts we may have. And then if that's, we serve Hashem only when you understand it or only when it makes us feel good, then we're lacking in the perfection and the, the completion of what's intended by the mitzvah of HaKel, which is the Yoru as Hashem The whole point is that we should have Yeras Shemayim. So the Avot of Hakel is really cultivating through the king, through having Omachos Shemayim, all our abilities and powers and everything relating to our existence in the service of Hashem. And in the last paragraph that Abba adds, the following, that this Kabbalah O has to be in a manner of a bima. In other words, we have to hear the king read, but the king is reading while he is standing on this stage. Because if we serve Hashem only with Kabbalah soul, only because we have to, we don't feel any pleasure in it, it could sometimes make us feel so small and low, we have no uh, oomph, no kayach in what we do, and then we don't do the avoda in a worthy manner. So therefore, there has to be a bima. A bima means something that's elevated, something that's tall, something that has presence. There has to be also a motion of takifus, of force, 
that we feel that it's great. As it says, we have to be gibar ka'ari. The ari, the lion, is the strongest of all the animals, and we have to have that kind of strength to exert ourselves, to exert ourselves in the service of Hashem. But we have to also remember that we have to yargis, we have to sort of incite the Yetzir Tov over the Yetzir Hor. In other words, this feeling of greatness, this feeling of power in the Kabbalah soul itself, this accomplishes that the king would read and that which he would read would be heard and sensed and felt by us, by each Jew, until it has an existence of its own and affects every single one of our of the powers we have within our soul and our thought, speech, and action throughout the course of the entire year. But notice, we spoke about a bima, and we said the bima represents something that's seemingly the opposite of Kabbalah's all, where we don't really feel ourselves at all and we are nullified. Rashi adds that this bima was made of wood, number one, shell eight, and it was made, you osin ba'azara. So just in conclusion, this motion or this act of bima, the concept of a bima, which is of being raised and being higher, has to be in a temporary manner made of wood. In other words, it has to be used when it has to be used, but not all the time, only when it was needed. And it should be used only for matters of Kedusha, for holy things for standing up for Yiddishkeit, for being a proud Jew, for not letting, being staunch and not letting, not letting anything get in our way of serving Hashem, but it had to be in the Azara. So when we have to do the Savod of Hakel and collect all our own personal abilities and gifts, then we have to stand and be strong. But when we are not in the Azara and we are not in a place of holiness surrounding the base Hamikdash, it may make us a little bit arrogant, and that would be the opposite. And now the Rebbe concludes by saying that specifically now that we are in the days, this Sikha was said in a year that was leading, Rosh Hashanah was leading into a new Hakel. This parasha was read before Rosh Hashanah leading in. It was a preparation for Hakel. Now we are actually concluding the year of Hakel, but the lesson is the same. Every single yid is given the abilities, the powers, the strength to accomplish the Indian, the idea of Hakel, in his or her own personal, private Beis HaMikdash. And through this, we merit to fulfill the mitzvah of Hakel according to the Pshat, the way we learned it in the Psukim, with the king in Yerushalayim, in the Beis HaMikdash, in the third Beis HaMikdash, where the Rebbe says we will hear the reading of the Torah of Melech HaMashiach in the Shmas HaKel, which is coming upon all of B'nai Yisrael with Tova. And now that we are at the end of the year of HaKel, we should merit all of these rewards before we ever have to wait for another HaKel to come. And Aksiv Rachsim for all of Kal Yisrael. Thank you.